Hey, it's me, Kelly Anakin. I'm talking about Showtime's hit series, Yellow Jackets, one episode at a time with some of the funniest people I know. Let's find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting eaten. Welcome to Blood Hive. I'm here with a special guest host because Natasha was bullied into attending Coachella. So I'm here with my best friend who I would never eat your ear. Why not? Allison Mick. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, You're welcome. Why isn't my ear good enough for you? I just, like, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. We're no Jackie and Shauna, that's for sure. I We couldn't if we tried. Like, we are both... <laughs> We're both normal and not obsessed <laughs> with each other. And yeah, just... like we have lives outside of our constant 24 <laughs> 7 DMs. Yeah, it's normal. We do other stuff now that you live in a different city. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, Allison Mick, welcome back to Blood Hive. You were here last season for the big finale. Thanks for having me back. I'm so excited. I'm also excited because what we did was not talk about the episode, which we normally do. <laughs> like from the minute that it drops <laughs> up until I record this podcast. And then we come back and we talk about it some more. The last three days has been the hardest thing I've ever had to do. <gasps> oh like, my God. Just keeping my thoughts to myself. I'm going to send you a box of edible ears as a thank you. <laughs> So, okay, so so the floodgates are open. Let me let me have those thoughts. Okay, first thought. Who's this singing the new theme song? This is new. I'm not sure mm-hmm. I like it. It was Alanis Morissette. Okay. It was. I, like, I'm like, please don't be doing this every episode because my heart can't take it. I feel like I understand completely how this happened. We're like, did you know that Alanis watches your show? Well, but yeah, but it was like somebody in marketing. Oh, they love to ruin a creative vision. They were like, listen, you have to do this. <laughs> so I thought initially, I was like, is this like on HBO's Barry? He talks at one point about like psychological torture where you move all the furniture in somebody's house by like <laughs> a fraction of an inch. Amelieing them. Yes. So I thought that was what they were doing. Kind of similar to what they've done with like Ben's memories where they're like this VHS transition. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was uh, a bald faced attempt to capitalize on my millennial nostalgia. (laughs) Was the Alanis Morissette version also the version that was, or it was like a slowed down spooky version and the like. I don't think so. Spirit Mall. It sounded like Anna Warnicker. You'd think I would know her name at this point because I have watched the show so many times and every time they play it on screen, they list no return by Craig and Anna. Yeah. So you read like, it like are, you're reading a book yeah. when they're like what using are, fantasy names and you're just like, is that guy's name? Like, yeah. Or like spelling a word like trebuchet. Trebucket? You know the thing? Bucket? The thing with the bucket and you go sling it. The giant slingshot. The sling bucket. From the French. 
Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I don't know, but I did really love them using it there. I am very pro the theme song. Yeah, I like the theme song and I want the people singing the theme song. That's the theme song I fell in love with. Yeah. It's like, that's why I'm not at Coachella, because I like studio versions better. Exactly. <laughs> Sing it like it is on the album. No funny business. <laughs> <laughs> Quit dicking around up there, Beyonce. <laughs> Could you just do everything you're doing while I play the album in order? And sometimes I'm going to pause to go to the bathroom. That's the kind of musical that's the kind of music thing I want to go to. Musical? That's not what that is. Who says art is dead? Like, it's cute, but like, let's not keep, like, I don't want to have like Natalie Merchant showing up and fucking Liz Fair and uh, the Indigo Girls, one or both of them. Uh, I just, I don't want this. You did it, you did it perfectly the first time. Yeah. So I hope this is literally just marketing meddling. It's a hat on a hat. It is a hat on a hat. (laughs) Please don't put a bird on it. So speaking of music, are you prepared for my six lines of notes on Evita? Let's hear it, because I don't know anything about, like, musicals. Great. Listen, this is perfect. You're my ideal audience, a person who loves me and will just let me talk about this. <laughs> I was like, I I don't like musicals, but you're my best friend. <laughs> you know who was not my ideal audience? Most people in my life, up to and including the present day. Listen, theater kids, they inhabit a very unique part of the like social ecosystem. We really do. And it has been heated talking about this <laughs> On Reddit? No, no, no. Like, one-on-one. Like, in in the DMs. I have other DMs. I'm so sorry. I know. Gasp. You've been talking about this with others while I've been keeping my thoughts to myself? Well, yeah, I had to workshop it somehow. Fair. When Misty and Elijah Wood, who I know is a person with a name... Walter Tattersall? It sounds fake as fuck. Like, his whole thing. I'm like, who are you? Like, I hope that you two bang... But also, I don't trust this guy. And he was like, do you want to see the YouTube video? A part of me was like, there's no YouTube video. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that ain't real. No one wants to see a YouTube video on someone else's phone. And he's counting on that. Like, he knows that. Okay, so when they're in the car, did you have any idea what the fuck they were talking about? When she was like, I don't want to hear a... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I paused it and was like, what the fuck are all those CDs? Or just, what's the <laughs> thing you, before and- CDs? Because I'm still very young and hip. Uh, cassettes. Cassettes. I had to pause and be like, what are those cassettes? Remember Cassingles? Yeah, I took a photo of it with my phone. Because we can no longer take screenshots as God intended. Fucking bullshit. It's Mm-mm. the thing Mm-mm. that makes me so mad. Like, talk about marketing. That's free marketing. There's so many shows that I watch just because I saw like photo sets of them on Tumblr and I was like that looks fun. Also smarter people than me are pirating this. So anyway. So okay. So yes. What is absolutely mind boggling about Misty as a character. We have only heard her really expressing affinity for and opinions about Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals. If you're a musical theater person, you know that Andrew Lloyd Webber, although he is wildly popular, is artistically bankrupt. 
Like he is not considered good theater. He is so successful because he's worked for so many years with like super producers like Cameron McIntosh. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to like amp up the production values and have a chandelier fall on the stage. And everybody has cat buttholes. Like, you know, visionary mm-hmm. shit. He's like James Corden where you're like, why are you yes! around? Like, how are you everywhere? Like, Or Harry Styles. Like just. Harry- okay. Oh my God. He's very talented and his songs are good. And he's a real. Is he? Okay? Yeah. Are they? I think. I, I think it's pretty good. I like him. I just, I just don't. I like I Harry just, Styles. I'm, I don't, okay, that's I'm not look, afraid that's fine. Knowing it, it's fine. Okay, you like Harry Styles? Amazing. Plus, um, he and the rest of One Direction bought that girl in that one fanfic, where her parents they, sold her to One Direction. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh my god, I gotta send you this. It's a fanfiction that a girl wrote where her parents sold her to One Direction. It is like 50,000 words. This gives you insight into me as a person and also some comments I'm about to make about this musicals business. Did she detail the contract and legal uh, legal constraints? Of, no, of she was just she like, was my parents said they can't afford to have me. And One Direction was like, we'll take her. And she's like their maid or something. I don't know. I bet she fucking is. Okay, so... Starlight Express is a musical that was a famous flop and everybody was on roller skates because they were trains. Uh, and then Jane Krakowski's first Broadway, right? Oh yeah. I never listened to it because I was like, I don't know what this is. And I, I don't, don't like it. dog shit. That's why I didn't listen to it. No, that's not why. <laughs> you love dog shit. I love dog shit. I mean, I listen to Evita often. It's not musically good. And I listen to the movie soundtrack, which is arguably the worst recording that exists. Anyway. Oh, wow. Don't come in here and tell me I don't like dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'll eat some right now in front of you. What she does put in is Evita, which came out as a concept album in 1976. Presumably, what she's put in is the 1976 concept album, a.k.a. the Evita White Album. So embarrassing. But that is not what plays. What plays is the 2006 original London cast. And I'm like, Walter Tattersall, I mean, in general, his entire labeling system is whack. He's got composers in some cases. He's got release years. He's got titles. Like, there is just no rhyme or reason, which is also the state of... Musical theater metadata in the streaming industry as well. There is no, like, standardization. Do you think it was a larger commentary on that? No, I think that their music supervisor saw original cast, assumed it was the correct album, put that on the soundtrack and in the playlist. Because 1976, unless he's only referring to the year of the original album, should be the concept album. But if it was the original cast, there's a highlights album from 1978 that is from the original London cast. And then (laughs) I wish this was not an audio only podcast because your face is great. I'm not, I'm not done. Um, so then you have the Broadway production with Patti LuPone and Mindy Patinkin, which is the first like complete recording of the entire show. 
So like the Patty Lapone play Evita? She sure fucking did. They didn't cast an actual Latina until 2006, the recording that they used. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Fun. Just been a bunch of white people pretending to be from Argentina. I'm very confused by that as a production choice. However, I'm fascinated by the fact that both Misty and Elijah Wood's musical tastes are so pedestrian and mainstream because the Rent original Broadway cast is in there, which would have been out before the Yellow Jackets crash. Okay. That was the jam, right? Because like we all thought we were very cool listening to Rent. But the only things that he has like since then are like Mamma Mia and the 2005 stage adaptation of Mary Poppins. Like this is not the musical cassettes collection of a well man. (laughs) Well, all that scaffolding fell on him, presumably. And (laughs) I mean, from his tone, I'm left to infer that was the best thing that could have happened. (laughs) To a musical theater fan? Probably. I was going to make fun of you. Like I was coming on this podcast with the full intention of making fun of you for like being Mm -hmm. on Reddit so much. Mm-hmm. But after listening to that, like, I think you found your people. <laughs> I'm only on Reddit about yellow jackets. You should be on it about more things because you have some opinions. I don't have any interest in people telling me I'm wrong. Okay. Then maybe Reddit's off the place. <laughs> all that aside. Actually, wait, not all that aside yet. It's very weird that they talk about Sweeney Todd. Because he doesn't have Sweeney Todd in that collection of cassettes. And that is very popular. But like Stephen Sondheim is not an accessible musical theater composer. And Sweeney Todd is his most operatic score. So I'm just like, these bitches are not listening to Sweeney Todd. This is embarrassing. (laughs) And then I wonder... (laughs) Well, I'm just like, why did they choose this song? Because this song is called Rainbow Tour. It's about Ava Perone's unsuccessful Goodwill tour throughout Europe. And like, it is kind of like an on the road episode. Yeah, the lyrics are kind of like, hey, you're up, look out. We're sending a blonde lady at you. That's the whole song, really. That's why they didn't play more of it. Um, <laughs> but it's also a song where a bunch of dudes, like narrate the action of the female protagonist and you're like relentlessly criticizing her but that's the only thing where i was like why did they pick this anyway i really love this choice (laughs) all of that aside (laughs) that i spent 10 minutes talking about i love that cut between putting it on in the car and then misty and crystal singing it in the cabin it's like oh man why is she so unhinged oh yeah she went through a lot and then there Uh was also uh a musical theater nerd who was the only one who was nice the second yeah, and least, the second most annoying person befriending the first most annoying person. Everybody seems to be assuming that Misty was into musicals before. I mean, she does have she does seem the type derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. You're getting a really nasty edit. <laughs> <laughs> the Mari edit? Yeah, you're getting the Mari edit. Mari's such a huge bitch this episode and I love it. I like her so much more now. Nothing but respect for huge bitch Mari. It's like, I get it. She's hungry. And Coach Mm -hmm. Ben probably made her run so many suicides back when Mm -hmm. they were in civilization. Mm -hmm. And now she's like, you don't got a leg. Fuck you. Like she (laughs) stands up to step to him. And I was like, that's my girl. That's fucking Mari. (laughs) 
I love Mari. Whatever girl bully is on top, that's your girl. Well, she's not on top. She, let's talk about the ecosystem of a team a little bit. Like, she's, like, nearing bottom half. But her job as the, like, keeper of the bottom half, the top of the bottom half, is to keep the rest of the bottom half knowing that they're the bottom half. Okay. Because she is not, she's not a starter. She's not. Do you mean on the team or in the cabin? Both. Okay. Well, she's not a, she's not a starter on the team. So she wasn't like, she wasn't in the little like, hush, like, let's break Allie's leg conversation. (laughs) So much demented shit has happened on this show. (laughs) So much. It's like, she's such a bitch, but also like, she's an angry, hungry person. And I respect that about her. No, I I understand what you're saying. And to that point, I'm like, Ben, you need to sit the fuck down and stop sassing people. Ben, shut up. Go back to your mind palace of your ex-boyfriend's apartment. Like, Like, we all know that you're next. We know that you know that you're next and you're not doing anything to inspire empathy from me. Have a vision. Like, be useful. <laughs> Fucking Ben and his mind palace. I hate that. Are the visions, are they, are they useful? Not to sound like Mari, but Lottie made the birds come. And <laughs> they believe in Lottie so much. And I don't know. Magical thinking is just such a, like, huge part of, like, back then. Like, in 1997, I was convinced, like, Taylor Hansen was sending me messages through his songs. Like, wow. I can see why you really enjoyed that fan fiction about One Direction. (laughs) I mean, it's hard to see someone else living the life you want. (laughs) My mom being like, I can't afford to keep you, so I sold you to a family with 15 children. You're their maid. (laughs) Wait, there's 15 people in One Direction? In the Hanson family. There's so many. Only three of them were in the band, but there were like 10 kids. Oh, well, that explains their like far right Pinterest boards. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. The warning signs were there the whole time. (laughs) So, uh, did you have further thoughts on the Mind Palace? I mean, I love Mind Palaces. I love the movie Dreamcatcher. I love people going crazy in a cabin in the winter. And Lottie's Mind Palace. Like, this is why I love Lottie. Like, she it's like oh you have a mind palace oh it's your ex-boyfriend's apartment that's sad my mind palace you can shoplift in you can go have (laughs) lunch with your friends like her her mind lottie's mind is so special i love her i love her the most you know what this makes so much sense because she's got big Beth March energy, frankly her whole vibe this whole episode was just like oh my god i am not medicated enough for this like everyone's like she's got powers and she's just sitting there like oh (laughs) it's real Beth Margie yes did that feel it felt like a little bit of a retcon to me also but I also don't mind it but I felt like toward the end of last season she was like stepping into that power Mm -hmm. and now it feels like she's shrinking back a little bit more which is fine well she believes in it enough to cut her hand open yeah in the past and in the present 
I think she's just lying to her therapist or to the prescriber because that's the most normal thing I've seen her do. I don't think that prescriber is even real. That's some busted ass advice to somebody who's having like fucking psychoactive yeah. visions. That was not. That was some woo-woo shit, but I've also had prescribers say a bunch of really fucked up shit to me. So I'm like, I believe that that so they would say that. Okay, I believe you. That's so horrible. Anyway, poor Lottie. Either way. And she's rich. She should have good health insurance. But she's also living out in the middle of nowhere. And I guess they don't have telehealth. I don't know. It's called upstate New York. Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> she put on her most capable looking outfit. I love that Lottie put on like a, like a, just like a very like normal looking outfit to like go mm-hmm. see her therapist, and then when she's back in the thing, she's dressed like Cersei Lannister, like <laughs> looking dressed, and she's walking around on her espadrilles, like yeah. If she dressed like that at the prescriber, they would fifty one fifty her. Okay, speaking of which, so you know how all of her followers are wearing heliotrope. Mm-hmm. basically the etymology of that is that the plants would turn their flowers to the sun. I think that's why she wears yellow and orange. Because she's the sun. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that she's just like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to lean into the fact that I'm completely fucking insane. And I'm going to monetize that. Like, it's very girl boss. It is. And like... She's been there for at least 10 years because that's how long she's been seeing Dr. Graham. Like, mm-hmm. that's exciting. Like, I'm just proud of her. Yeah. Land in upstate New York is not cheap. She can afford it, <laughs> but like. Is this money that she's gotten from her parents or is she like having people sign over their car notes? Is it play money? Like, you can go have your little cult? Her TJ Maxx bucks. Yeah. That's their script on the compound. <laughs> Maxinista. <laughs> the canteen is just uh, weird overseas comestibles. <laughs> okay, I'm still pulling for Jessica Roberts to not be dead because they've been showing her a lot. However, what kind of political fixer slash PI keeps a fucking key under her own doormat? Wait, what? When Thaisa was in that house and she was getting the files to find Van. I thought that was her own house. No, that's Jessica Roberts' house. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought so at first too, but then like if you look at the photo on the wall, it's Jessica Roberts and I think her mom. Jessica Roberts has pictures of herself and her Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Anyway. Maybe she's alive. I don't, I don't know. I want her to be because that lady is really hot. Like, she is a political fixer, and she does have a key under her doorstep. But also, many smart people are so dumb. And this show just proves it over and over again. (laughs) Like the fucking idiot twins, Jeff and Shauna. Okay, I do love Shauna just, like, going to Kohl's for odor-resistant crew socks while all this is happening. Just like all of us kept going to work during a global pandemic. And... (laughs) Uh, national uprising about uh, racism. We are all just like, yeah, I'm just going to keep clocking in and doing my stupid little emails. People will get mad if I don't. (laughs) Oh no, the sky is orange. Better keep working. (laughs) Anyway, uh, you know, I too really empathize with Lottie because I have also lost my mind. 
at this point. Yeah. Simone Kessel's performance in this episode really connected the dots from younger Lottie to older Lottie for me. And I don't know why exactly, but in both cases, I feel like we're seeing her humanity in a way where it's been obscured previously. Where it's just like, oh, like I'm in this position of power, but I have a lot of questions about my own mental state. And I almost froze to death because I went into my memory palace where my dead best friend bought me Chinese food. And also ate the Chinese food first because there was not a lot left. And like they were also mean to her. But they looked so pretty. They did look great. But like when Van was like, I think they're having a sale on coats at Abercrombie. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Oh my god. Stop it, you guys. (laughs) Okay, so um, I'm gonna kick off a recurring segment I'd like to call Akilah's Death Watch. Oh no. I really feel like they're gonna kill her because she loves a baby who's far away and now she has a pocket mouse and she associates with Mari. Like, I just... Is she gonna split that mouse 15 ways? Like... No, I'm just saying, like, she loves things and I don't feel... Like, people who love things are going to do well in this environment. I hope Akilah's still alive. I I do, too, because she's a good person who studies for the SATs. God, what a fucking nerd. I love her. I want her to not die, but I just worry about her. Maybe they're trying to misdirect me, but I'm just like, oh, my God, she's showing, like, vulnerability. Was was a mouse one of the, like animal figures in the like meat eaters council in the beginning the meat eaters (laughs) by a vote of seven to nine we declare this human meat (laughs) delicious oh we didn't talk about nat and her moose okay that moose was real apparently i 100 percent thought it was fake i thought it was a spirit moose because it was fucking white like right just you know but it wasn't it was real and now she like has could have had a vision about it at the plane she could have i mean i just you know it's um really rough they didn't get that thing out of the water like oh god that was that was a rough scene it was like her friday night lights like you can be perfect and still come up short clear ice full stomachs can't lose the moose can't lose the moose they lost the moose (laughs) Yeah, just, but her performance, what is her last name? The Sophie, Sophie Thatcher? Yeah. There's two Sophies and it's very confusing. There's Sophie Nelise and Th- Sophie Thatcher. Yeah. So Sophie Thatcher's performance there when she's like sobbing, like, but we need it. I was like, oh, baby. Yeah, that was great. You poor little baby. Also, whoever, like, I don't know how they did that shot of like the underwater with the moose. Like okay. when it was from the side. It mm-hmm. looked animated and it was just mm-hmm. so beautifully done the way the like the weight and the like tension was rippling through the moose as it was like floating through the water. I was hoping you would have some Reddit information on that, but it was really well done. I liked it so much. Reddit isn't really into craft. They're mostly into memes and theories. Okay. Yeah. So they're not... They're not on your level, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <gasps> Fuck you. And <laughs> I wasn't being sarcastic. I come talk to you before I even go to Reddit. Oh. You're my Reddit. You're my friend. <laughs> okay. What do you think about this whole Natalie's buddy comedy 
with Little Miss Forkface. Oh. Like, aren't they just fattening up the character development to kill her? Like, I hope so, because, like, I really don't care about Sam or whatever her name is. Is it Sam? The actress is Nicole Maines, but I can never remember what her character's name is. I don't, I don't think it is Sam. I think it's something else. Hang on. They literally invented IMDb for this. Yeah, but we should still go, uh, <laughs> We have to just... It's like, oh god, I know it. We have to perform confusion. I liked the conversation they had at the bar about depression and suicidal ideation. I'm very like, hey, if you actually don't want people to commit suicide, like, don't make it seem like a big deal. <laughs> Stop uh, making it look so cool. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, I found it really relatable. I'm fine, by the way. Uh, don't want to, don't want to do it today. Okay. So her fish is the 14th gilly. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that because of her depression, she killed the previous 13? Like, yeah, I, I mean, know? I thought so. But Lisa, her name is Lisa. 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 Okay. Look, sorry. I guess. I don't make the rules. Well, she's a bad tipper. That's all we know. <laughs> also, fish, don't they need to be in distilled water to survive? Or, like, was I just lied to at all those church festivals? I think goldfish just kind of die no matter what. <laughs> the mom did not mention how many times she's replaced that fish from not depression. Because she was trying to make, like, her life seem so good, even though she had, like... Yeah porterhouse boxes all around yeah well but she's not depressed she's not depressed she's just got munchausen's by proxy i have plenty of things to look forward to like all my packages (laughs) wow ouch i'm in this tweet and i don't like it (laughs) so okay but like let's be real anybody who's like a biggish character who associates with the adult yellow jackets winds up dead or maimed. You got your Adam, your Simone, your Jessica Roberts, Mm. Kevin Tan. It's only a matter of time because he kind of knows the truth about Shauna and Adam Martin. It's just, I'm just like anybody who's not a yellow jacket. I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) you're in danger. This trauma is rippling outward to everybody. Well, okay, Shauna is so dumb. Yes, I can't not agree with this. Don't get me wrong. I love this scene. This scene where, like, Callie's like, what is dad? And she's like, well, yeah, no, I mean, sort of. Okay, and like, she's like, here, let me just tell you everything that anybody would need to know about this ongoing criminal investigation. And then Pinky promised not to tell And then she's like, oh, but we're not going to talk about what happened with the yellow jackets because we're really ashamed of what we did out there. And I'm like, actually, I don't think anyone but Natalie is actually ashamed. And that might be the real problem. (laughs) Like, Natalie is the only one who's like, hey, yeah, we ate girl jerky. And everybody else is like, I know, it was a simpler time. Yeah, but Mario was being such a bitch. (laughs) We had to eat her. She stole Jackie's necklace. I can't believe that Ben, Nat, and Van are all so good at making maps. Maps, I mean, it's part of, it's like a real teen girl thing. It's just one of these, like, dancing, maps, close-up magic, all things that I do not understand. I'm just like, I don't know how it works. (laughs) 
<laughs> how maps work. I mean, how you make one. Well, I'm also not that great at reading them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I am bad at maps. Okay. In general, full stop. Well, maps are for virgins, so you don't have to worry about it. Oh, thank God. Yeah, oh, what a like... relief. Girl, <laughs> just, teens just... love maps. They're like makeout lists for virgins. Like, it's the information. You and I had very different high school experiences. <laughs> there weren't a lot of maps in your high school experience? No! Why would there be maps? Must have been a Bush years thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> During post 9-11, we could not get enough maps. What were the maps of? Where our crushes lived. And... Allison, don't leave a paper trail. <laughs> It was the night. <laughs> it was post 9-11, but it was also like, the 90s. Like, it was the 90s. We were still on dial-up. We didn't know any better. Yeah, I didn't get a computer till like 2003. Like, everything was paper trail. <laughs> That's why I struggled with MapQuest so hard. I like print out the like turn-by-turn directions, make a wrong turn. Well, I just live here now. I'm just too willful. It tries to tell me what to do and I will not do it. Yeah. I buy that. So, okay. Here's my, here's my, like, let's put our thinking caps on. I feel like in the, the contest, which also, by the way, is psychotic. Like, oh, let's have a one-on-one. They're a team. And (laughs) And they're bored. Anyway, I just feel like this, like, this was like the last stab in the cabin at, some maintaining some kind of normalcy and from now on it's just going to be all show tunes and cannibalism yeah and they have another mouth to feed mm-hmm. oh my god so annoying he's feral okay so when they found the melty stuff did you think it was is, was that pee did he pee because they were like found melted snow yeah, i don't understand what's going on with javi but i'll tell you this that's not javi okay like that's just not him like it may be that he's had like a psychotic break Or he's, like, a manifestation of, like, the thing in the woods. Or, like, it's his body, but his soul is out of him, but the wilderness is inside of his body. Exactly. It's like a wilderness, like a tree zombie of sorts. Yeah, a tree zombie, the one with no eyes, is like, oh, this one has eyes. They're huge. Great. Just gonna, like, bloop, bloop. Yeah. Did that kid grow a lot between seasons? It's a real Walt from Lost situation. (laughs) That's what I thought, because I was like, Jesus Christ, are you taller than your older brother now? Yeah. I know there's like nothing you can do about the fact that people grow and change. Uh, I've been, you know, I've been trying. Um, <laughs> Some people grow to own video stores in Oberlin. That's where it was? Yeah. I'm honestly so grateful that I did not have that information. It was in the file and I zoomed in and I was like, Oberlin, oh, oh man, of course Van lives in Oberlin. Uh, for our listeners who don't know, who are unfamiliar with small liberal arts colleges, it's the worst one. The worst one. Like. It's Bennington for people who are afraid to leave the Midwest. Yeah. It's just like, I was in a BFA acting program, which is not a defensible position to be in in college, but we ripped on Oberlin constantly. (laughs) Lena Dunham went to Oberlin. Oh. The Joker on Harley Quinn canonically went to Oberlin. <laughs> okay, I love that for him. So 
Yeah, I was so excited for Van, and now I'm like, oh. Now she runs Lost Weekend Video, but... Yeah, except it's called While You Were Streaming. (laughs) It's just, uh... Our girls are all dumb bitches. They are so dumb. I mean, it begs the question, like, did she go to Oberlin and then become a townie? I think she did, but... Yeah, it makes sense to me. That said, of course she's featuring Bound. Oh my god, that list was like, girl, stop showing off your fetishes at everyone. I, like, I just, like, I saw it and I had to, like, pause and, like, breathe heavily. I was like, (gasps) the first one. They read my fucking diary. Uh (laughs) This is her movies list. Oh my god. Um, that said, the vibes in there are great. I'm like, oh, everything in my life has been wrong and I should have just done this. Yeah, and you can just lose your car and then a truck will show up and be like, I don't mean to pry, but are you state senator Tyson Turner? No, 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 not her, Van. (laughs) I want to just be in a gay video store, drinking coffee, joking around with the locals. Not making money? (laughs) I mean, she seems happy. (laughs) I hope Lottie's paying for it. <gasps> that would be delightful. I mean, I am just like, I'm absolutely agog for whatever comes next. I'm excited. We have a little ghosty hobby. I gotta uh, say this before we wrap it up. The assumed names at the bed and breakfast. By the way, the most palatial bed and breakfast I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, there was a lot of space, but... Yeah, those fucking names. I... Lady Malawan uh, is uh, Agatha Christie's title. <laughs> and John Lang is a pen name of Michael Crichton. <laughs> and I really need for those two to have sex. After blacklighting all over the bed. Is this the thing that pushes me to write Yellow Jackets fan fiction? It's, I don't understand why they showed them blacklighting the beds. And then not finding anything because it's still a hotel room. There's no way. And then do you just go to bed in the bed? If you have gotten to the point where you are bringing out a blacklight, you are not sleeping in that bed already. But they're both wide-eyed freaks. so They didn't bring their own linens. Stupid. They both got big, like, bringing your own linens energy. Okay, last thing. What is that dripping sound that only Mari can hear? It's like on a frequency that only bitches can detect. Okay, so as a bitch, I could hear it. But I think she's going crazy too. Like, that's the age that people start developing mental illnesses. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, what if statistically more than one of them should have a severe mental illness? I've seen a bunch of theories that like there is like some kind of bunker or something underneath the cabin. Jesus Christ, I swear to God. They're better fucking not be. Also, no one else hears the dripping. Also, this is why I'm saying Javi, like, that's not Javi. Javi could not have survived. He traded his soul with a squirrel. (laughs) And now he looks like this. (laughs) Great podcast bit. (laughs) Thanks for listening. 
Please subscribe, rate, and review Blood Hive wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to recommend us to your BFFs and frenemies however you can. Subscribe to Kelly Anakin's hilarious Patreon or make a one-time donation to Kelly-Anakin on Venmo to help us keep the content coming. Send a voice message to bloodhivepodcast at gmail.com for a chance to hear your Yellow Jackets hot takes on an upcoming episode. Blood Hive is a production of KA Collaborative. Our theme song is Eat Your Heart Out by Wolves. Special thanks to today's guests, the team at Cosmic Standard, and my own personal judges table. Last but not least, all praise to the Antler Queen. <laughs>